Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. It was a bright, sunny day as the Bears began their third public practice on Monday morning. And this is your host, Will DeWitt, and I was lucky enough to be in attendance for today's weekday practice. And today, I'm flying solo out as I was the only Bears brother able to attend camp today. And, you know, it being Monday, there weren't a ton of fans there, which is exactly what I expected. And before I share with you my top takeaways from today's practice, I want to give a, another shout out to a handful of fans who, like you, are fans of the podcast, and they were kind enough to reach out and say hi. And I want to begin with Eric from Hawaii. Eric, he's been a fan uh, for a long time of our show. He was telling me that we are his lifeline over there in Hawaii, which, you know, is music to our ears. That's exactly why we do this show. Uh, Eric, it was great sitting with you, talking with you, getting to meet with you. I know we're working on having lunch next Monday. I think that's going to be a fantastic time, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Mark, I sat next to you for a while as well. Actually, throughout the majority of practice, I just want to thank you for watching my bag every time I had to leave the stands to go talk to someone, either be in the media, along the sidelines, or another fan of the show. So thank you, Mark. And then a shout-out to Joey and Harry, uh, two young fans of the show who primarily watch over on YouTube. And I know Joey and I, we've interacted on Twitter for off and on for over a year. And I just want to thank you guys for reaching out, saying, hey, wanting your pictures taken with me. I mean, never thought that would happen when I started the podcast, so I thought it was pretty neat uh, to meet all of you. And I also did meet a fan, a Bears fan, not a fan of the show, not yet at least. Uh, his name is Nick. He was at his first training camp practice ever. I sat next to him, had a great conversation throughout. So I just want to thank all of you guys today for making today you know, a very special day at Bears camp. 
All right, so with it just being me today, I'm just going to share with you my top takeaways from both the offense and the defense because if I went position by position, I would probably be here for an hour, and I don't know if I have the voice of stamina to go ahead and go that far. Plus, after the recording of this, I have a four-hour drive home, so I need to go get back to see the wife and kid. So, yeah, I'll talk about the offense and then and the defense, and I'll even end the show with some special teams, but... Since we began with the Bears' offense in the previous two episodes, I'm going to go ahead and turn the table here, and I'm going to begin with the Bears' defense. And I'm just going to start up front because Roy Robertson-Harris, he got his first crack uh, with the first-team defense today, which is fitting because it's his birthday. He looked like he belongs, which, you know, that's what we kind of grown to expect out of Roy Robertson-Harris, especially throughout training camp. Uh, For him, the preseason is going to be huge to see if he can be um, an answer at defensive end uh, for the Bears' starting defense. Uh, John Bullard, he was playing with the ones for the first couple of practice prior, uh, but today he was working with the twos, and I even saw him out there with the threes sometimes. And when he was out there with the twos, and I'm talking about Bullard here, when Bullard was out there and he was going up against James Daniels, he had a very hard time going up against Daniels. Every time that Daniels would engage, uh, Bullard could not break it at all. He could not get his hands off of him. He couldn't shed the block. He was just stuck right on Daniels. Looking over at the Bears' secondary, uh, I want to talk about Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara because both of them, they did come down with interceptions today. Uh, Fuller wore an individual drills while Mukamara, uh, he did uh, he had his interception during team drills. Uh, and this is when the offense, they were working on their no huddle, trying to drive down into field goal range. And in fact, the Bears... They were about to kick a field goal, but they decided to run one more play. And that's when Mitch uh, made a, I would call it a poor decision, uh, but Prince did make a strong play on the ball, got underneath the receiver, and was able to come away with the interception. Uh, so Prince and Kyle Fuller are both strong days, but when I talk about the offense, I'm going to talk about a wide receiver who still gave them some fits as well. My next takeaway is about Nick Kolkowski because I think he came back down to earth a little bit today. You know, he was struggling in pass rush drills, and he was a little lapsed in his coverage during team drills. Uh, during the blitz period, uh, our Will Ingles was over there watching him, and uh, he got stopped by Tariq Cohen, and then he was stood up by Jordan Howard. So he had a hard time, uh, you know, disengaging through the blocks. And, of course, I think Kolkowski should be able to man uh, Tariq Cohen. And, of course, uh, Jordan Howard. I mean, Jordan Howard is pretty decent in pass protection, but still, uh, Kwiatkowski should be able to win these uh, battles at least more often than not. Uh, the coaches were very unhappy by this, and Will Ingles, he meant, wanted me to make sure to mention uh, they were so upset that they made the entire unit do push-ups. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. All right, so Isaiah Irving, he is, honestly, we talked about him a little bit yesterday. He is continuing to show significant development as a pass rusher. Uh, During that same blitz drill that Kulkowski was struggling in, Irving was thriving in. He was just dominating one-on-one drills. And on top of that, you can really tell that he's added bulk and muscle to his frame. So Isaiah Irving, uh, he's someone who's continuing to kind of turn some heads at camp. And I'm excited to see what he can do come the preseason because with the Bears' lack of depth, that outside linebacker, of course we really need Isaiah Irving to be everything that we think he can be here in Chicago. 
Uh, speaking of linebackers, Nick Orr, he's been really quiet. Uh, not a lot to talk about, but I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that fact because he's not getting a ton of reps, and he's not really doing anything with the ones that he's given. So still very quiet. It's early in camp, but right now, Nick Orr is kind of a no-show. The hometown kid, Michael Joseph, out of Dubuque, he was getting time with the twos today, and uh, that's with Kevin Tolliver. He was sidelined with an injury, and Tolliver, uh, their early standout, you know, he did look in good spirits. The Bears were probably playing it safe with him, but yeah, Tolliver sidelined, so in his place was Michael Joseph, the hometown kid out of Dubuque. Small school prospect, uh, feel-good story, so we'll see what he can do with this opportunity. Uh, a couple more notes on defense, and the first one's about Dion Bush. You know, we've mentioned him a few times, and he's someone who Vic Fangio and OTAs was talking high about, giving him praise. And he showed up yet again today. He's still looking strong in coverage. And on a couple of occasions, you see him throwing down the hammer, uh, laying the wood, you know, putting a pop on the receivers that are coming over the middle of the field. So Dion Bush, he's still showing up. And last but not least, Leonard Floyd, he was flowing off the edge today. There were a couple of times when he would get right around Charles Leno Jr. in team drills to get right after Trubisky having to blow the play dead. But Leonard Floyd, he's showing burst. He's showing speed right around the edge, which is exactly what we need out of him, especially because he's uh, coming back off of an injury. So Leonard Floyd uh, still showing speed, still showing the same burst that we've come to expect. Now, before I turn your attention to the Bears' offense, I just want to take a moment to ask for your help. You know, there's two things here that you can do. One, if you haven't yet, subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost at 3,000 subscribers, and that's been our goal before week one. Uh, the quicker we reach it, you know, the quicker I can just shut up about letting you know to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think we're only like 40 or so away. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's by far the best way you can keep up with our show throughout the entirety of the season. We do over five shows a week, uh, including our live post-game show. The push notifications are really beneficial. Uh, that way you never miss an episode. And on top of that, if you can help us out and help us reach more Bears fans, that would be greatly appreciated. And to do so, all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You know, we're an independent. We're not backed up by a media entity. So all the help that we get from fellow Bears fans are is greatly appreciated. So definitely help us out. Leave a review of our show on iTunes and, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. All righty, you're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast. This is your host, The Little Wit, and today I am flying solo sharing with you my top takeaways from today's Monday morning Bears practice on July 23rd. And it's time to talk about the Bears offense that even though the unit was not perfect, they did show signs of improvement today, which I think is exactly what we're looking for this early in camp. My first note, I want to begin with the early camp hero, Anthony Miller. He has just been putting defensive backs on skates every time he's out there. I can't express enough just how great he is as a route runner. Uh, within two minutes during one-on-one drills, our Will Ingles saw him uh, make both Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara just look straight up silly, burning right past them on double moves, getting them all twisted up with their footwork. So Anthony Miller, he knows that he's doing a great job at setting people up for those double moves and just blowing right past them once they take the bait. So Anthony Miller can continuing to be a standout early on at training camp. Next up, I want to let you know that it really does appear that the tight end competition is going to be very tight. We knew that coming into camp, but besides the top three guys of Burton, Shaheen, and Sims, they've all played well today. I don't have anything bad to say about them. I thought Burton and Shaheen and Sims, all three, uh, made their plays when their when their numbers were called today. But I want to look at the lower tier players here because Ben Broninger, he looked good yesterday before he went down with that injury we told you about. He was on the sidelines today. Uh, he was moving around just fine. But Daniel Brown, who was inactive for the first couple of practices, he return today and on top of that his presence was felt so it's kind of interesting right so much depth like 
Brandon goes out. Here comes Brown. And now Brown's stepping in. You're like, geez, how are the Bears going to make a decision on who to keep? And on top of that, Callan Thompson, he continues to strongly impress. He has smooth route running and ability to run after the catch as well. So all these tight ends are showing up. Not one tight end has disappointed me so far in camp. And it's a good problem to have with the Bears coaching staff, the Bears front office. They're going to have some interesting decisions to make about these tight ends when it's all said and done. Looking at wide receivers, Kevin White, he had another strong day today. He was making plays along the sidelines and underneath on crossing routes. And on top of that, with the ball in his hands, and I tweeted this out, he's really making people miss. And on top of that, the more I watch, the more he just reminds me of the Kevin White we knew or at least saw from West Virginia. Now, of course, with Kevin White, you still need to keep your expectations severely low for obvious reasons, but you have to like what you see out of him so far early on in camp. Allen Robinson, he did sit out today of practice. It was a scheduled day off. Um, I did see him working on the jugs at the end of practice. You can tell that the offense, though, uh, they missed him out there today. They're really going to need him out there this season because as soon as he's gone uh, today, the Bears, they had a hard time really generating much of a presence on the outside without him. So it just goes to show just how important Allen Robinson is to this Bears offense. Uh, looking at this more grand scheme of things here today, the Bears had both Coach Nagy and Mark Helfrich. They were sharing the play calling duties, and you know every single rep that Trubisky takes is an in-game situation, i.e. he's getting a call through the helmet, and then he's walking it into the huddle and having to spit that call out to his guys. Uh, the Bears are really simulating the game situations as much as possible, which of course is going to help him once we get through the preseason and the week one. He's going to have plenty of game type of reps instead of just you know getting the call in the huddle, not through the headset. It's going to be, he's getting those mental reps now those reps now so once it's game time it's like he's done it a million times looking at the offensive line uh the backup offensive line and more in particular uh they still surprised me with Rashad Coward he's still playing right tackle uh and the projected swing tackle Bradley Sal he's at left tackle uh James Daniels is at left guard uh with the twos and he's still impressive like I said uh, I think he's like made out of glue because anytime a guy uh, he engages with a guy he just does not let them get anywhere it's really it's really fun to see uh and on top of that, speaking of the guards, Eric Cush playing with the ones looks like he belongs. And even uh, Earl Watford, he played in the place of Kyle Long today, who was taking another day off. And Earl Watford, he's looking like he can still play with the ones as well. So the Bears have a ton of depth on the interior of this bear and the offensive line. And that's again, uh, just like the tight ends, it's a good problem to have when everyone's looking like they can contribute at the position. Looking at the Bears' offense today, something I want to note is they showed a lot of trick plays today. And the most notable one was a double reverse from uh, Gabriel over to Cohen, who threw it 25 yards downfield to Trubisky, who hauled it in. So the Bears uh, were showing some trickery early and often today's practice. And additionally, uh, in today's practice from the offense, you see a lot more RPOs today. They were kind of installing the next set of packages for that a little bit more uh, intense. And so just the basic plays there, you can tell they were uh, running jet sweeps, handing it to Cohen, maybe not. Uh, there's one play where Cohen is lined up in the slot. Jordan Howard is in the backfield, and they fake the jet sweep to Cohen, who's you know crossing the formation pre-snap, and they gave it to Howard on the opposite side, who's able to take it for a decent gain. The defense was fooled. So RPOs, uh, they're interesting. They're fun to watch. I can't wait to see what the Bears can do with them moving forward. 
And speaking of Trubisky, uh, he still needs to improve his accuracy. You know, he did have some nice balls today. There's no doubt about that. Trubisky can definitely do uh, everything that we expect from him. Um, but there are just still a couple of times on fly routes that he kind of kept them a little bit short. He threw them a little bit too late, and he took away what were guaranteed touchdowns. There's one in particular that comes to mind. Uh, Taylor Gabriel is on the left sideline, just ran a you know, fly route, and it was double teamed, but he had them both beat. But Trubisky held it a little bit too long. It was a little bit underthrown. Gabriel still made a great adjustment and came down with the ball. But if Trubisky would have just let that fly a little bit sooner and get it out in front of Gabriel, uh, who uh, kept him in stride, it would have been an easy touchdown for the offense. Jordan Howard, uh, speaking of catching, uh, he's continuing to make strong catches out of the backfield. At one point, he dove for one and uh, scooped it up like inches from the ground. Is right in front of me. It's a really nice play, and he's really shutting up the doubters about his hands, which, of course, he can prove every single one of them wrong. I mean, on this show, we've talked about it being an issue. It was last year, but as of right now, you can tell he's put in the work and effort to make that a thing of the past, which is, of course, good to see. And I want to mention with wide receivers one last thing. Uh, I think this is the best day that we saw from a Benny Fowler. He got a little bit more of an extended playing time with uh, Allen Robinson on the sidelines. Uh, was the most I've seen from Benny. He was making some really nice catches and was consistently getting open. And uh, seventh-round pick, uh, Javon Wims, he did struggle early on in practice. I had a few negative notes down for him, but... I'm going to just not even mention him because he did improve as practice went along. He got open. He made nice catches, run after the catches as well. So early on, he was in my doghouse, but he quickly escaped it, and he refocused, regrouped, and he put together a really strong second half of the practice. So maybe overcoming adversity is something I really liked from Javon Wims today. All right, real quick, I just want to close out the show with two special teams nuggets. Uh, The first one is we got to see Cody Parkey in action for the first time. His first field goal attempt was from 60 yards. It was a wide left, but it had plenty of leg. I think he could have made that from 65, 70 yards. And then a little bit later, he did miss. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Another, but it was 61 yards out. But when they put him in a more real, realistic range near the end of practice, you know, 30s, 40s, even 50-yard kicks, uh, he was just money. I didn't see him miss one, so... Yes, he missed two, but they were both from 60, 60 plus. But when he was back in normal situations, he looked every bit uh, that was advertised coming out of Miami. A very accurate kicker with a decent leg. And, you know, it's not Connor Barth, so nothing to worry about there, Bears fans. And secondly, uh, the Bears on special teams, they worked on onside kicks at one point, which to me was interesting to watch because, you know, it's really changed now without those running starts. Uh, they were kicking them both to the left and right. Uh, Parkey. Uh, was this, it was kind of like more like a little wobble squib kick, nothing like high up in the air. Um, but that's what they were looking for today on kickoffs. All righty, that'll do it for this episode. And I'm going to end the show by letting you know how the Bears ended practice. And that's on a physical tone. They did a simple hitting drill, kind of like an Oklahoma drill, if you're familiar with that. And that's when we really heard the pads popping for the first time this weekend. It really drew some reactions from the crowds and even Bears players as well. It's really neat to see that the physical tone is the way that the Bears wanted to end the day on. And I believe that's just a sign that the team's getting ready to gear up and uh, turn up the physical t- physicality here as we as camp kind of progresses. So, yeah, physical tone to end practice is always nice to see. 
We're going to be back later on in the week for another Bears practice report. I think the next time we're allowed in is Thursday, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast and, of course, all of our coverage over on Twitter throughout the weekend. We understand that not everyone can make it to camp, and at the Bears Brothers, we make it our responsibility to help out our fellow Bears fans, You know, just help them out and provide them with the insight that they deserve. And we hope that we lived up to that standard that we put upon ourselves. And personally, I'm going to talk to you later on this week. I can't wait to get back down to Bears camp, but for now, I'm going to head home, say hello to the wife and kid. But I'll talk to you later on in the week. And until then, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.